Hey, you're listening to Eyewitness Matrimony. Hello, hello. Hi, welcome. Hi, Jenna. Hello, Simone. We're back. Welcome to Eyewitness Matrimony, the Crash and Dash episode. Ooh, Crash and Dash. Yeah, these little mini episodes are our our elopement versions of like a full episode. And we're going to cover some different segments that allow us to share things we normally wouldn't or didn't have time to get to. So yeah, like favorite celebrity weddings or TV or movie weddings, listener stories, vintage wedding flashbacks, and our specialized segments like wedding of the week and not my nuptials, where we highlight weddings we've seen on social media and discuss trends that just gotta go. Yep, short and sweet, like a quick little, you know, piece of pie, and then you dine and dash. But we're talking about weddings, so we're we're gonna skip out. We're gonna crash and dash. <laughs> um, so this inaugural crash and dash episode is going to be more conversational. Um, as we address an article that was recently published by a pretty large and popular bridal company, um, one who I will not directly name, but it was basically about wedding shamers and how best for newlyweds to handle them. Yeah. So we want to preface this conversation with this. We, Eyewitness Matrimony, Jenna, Simone, us, us together, we're not here to shame anybody. Um, we're not here to mock or ridicule someone based on their wedding choices However, we think critiquing an event such as this is fair game. Yeah, because if you're putting creativity out into the world, then it's only realistic to expect that you might receive criticism about it. And you probably don't want that criticism. And it might not be shining, beautiful, and covered in rainbows and unicorn kisses. Like, some criticism is not not so great. Yeah, I mean, anybody else, like musical artists or movie directors or painters, anybody that's putting out a product or creativity um, is subject to, for a lack of better term, judgment. Mm-hmm. And we also want to state that we understand intent versus impact um, <laughs> as an avid therapy goer. But <laughs> let, I just want to be clear that while our intent is never to hurt anybody's feelings, we do recognize that the perception of that might alter the impact. Very well said, therapist Simone. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. It's Dr. Douglas, actually. Oh, my apologies, Dr. Douglas. <laughs> Let's get into this then. Let's do it. Here are the points of the article we feel we really need to address right out of the gate. Um, as we've now launched a podcast that critiques weddings, which could also be misconstrued to mean wedding shaming. But it's not. However, that's not what we're doing. Yeah, they're different. Yeah. So point number one, um, we're not stalking your social media in the night to talk trash about your wedding um, or any stranger's wedding, you know, the next morning. No. But we do browse social media for inspiration and for content, of course, because that's what every other single person in the world is doing right now. So Yeah, definitely. The article also states shaming comes from a place of insecurity and is almost never about the person who's being shamed, but rather the person <laughs> shaming. And personally, I just find that all bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. Bullshit. Bullshit, 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 bullshit. <laughs> I just really disagree with that statement for so many reasons. But um, the the biggest reason is that I'm pretty secure in who I am. And looking at someone's mm -hmm. wedding and their choices, it just doesn't have anything to do with me personally. So, yeah, I would agree. You know, my 
I guess, self-worth, <laughs> my confidence, my sanity, they're not at stake because I choose to be a realist um, and give my honest opinion about something, an event that you happen to host and invited people to and decided to document for thousands of dollars to then be shared across the most public entity that anyone's ever known called the internet. So all of that has nothing to do with, you know, my self-esteem. I'm, I'm not insecure because you chose the things that you did in your wedding. So yeah, very, very well said. Get this woman a contract already. If Thank you. I'm a doctor. Well, that's right. Get this doctor a contract already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you don't want to receive unsolicited opinions, then don't put your wedding on the internet and don't invite anybody. That's the only way to ensure zero pushback and complete privacy. I agree. And I think the point of view that this article's written only perpetuates that like victim mentality, you know, and it's very coddling to couples when in reality it's okay to be like, hey, people make mistakes. You know, you decided to have this event and then invite people to it and, you know, shit hits a fan or whatever happened, whatever, yeah. you know, set off that that critique. Yeah. Hey, that really interesting thing you tried to do wasn't executed very well. And that's just a fact. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like going to a restaurant and having a meal. Maybe it was great. Maybe it wasn't. And then the waiter comes and you're like, well, can I speak to the chef? Because, you know, you're not pleased with it. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. The chef only takes compliments, not criticism. Have a good day and don't ever come back here again. Like, it it just, (laughs) it's not realistic. (laughs) Yeah, that's just not real life. No. You know, everybody, anytime, like we said, anytime you put out some creativity or some sort of product into the world you are maybe subliminally or subconsciously you're asking for feedback you need feedback to grow yeah so well yeah we we crave validation right yeah absolutely so the next one is um the pandemic has only allowed wedding shaming to fester as quarantine has given people ample idle time to scroll through social media and form unsolicited opinions Again, if you're putting something on the internet, you have to take opinions with a grain of salt and realize that the internet has zero shame, none. Mm-hmm. The internet has no reserve, and the opinions, while perhaps maybe unwanted, are not unsolicited. Not posting 700 pictures of your wedding on Facebook or Instagram is the only way to ensure you won't receive unsolicited opinions. Yeah, absolutely. And apparently... um, you know, according to this article, people are passing judgment over whether a wedding in the COVID-19 era should or should not happen in the first place. And I think now this might not be as much of an issue because I hate to say this, but we've all kind of gotten used to the whole Corona lifestyle. But I I have a hard time with this one. Like even as a wedding critic, if you don't want to go to a wedding during this time in the world, then don't fucking go. Yeah. Like I've been to two weddings now in the last year. And the cool thing about it is, is that it was completely my choice to go, you know, were I more susceptible to getting Corona or did I, if I had had pre-existing conditions that would have, you know, put me at risk, I had the liberty to make the choice to attend or not. So if you're concerned or worried, then send the couple a nice card or a gift in the mail and then don't fucking go. It's not your job as their invited guest to shame them for deciding to get married during, you know, whatever's happening in the world. The COVID era times birthed so many really gorgeous and intimate elopements and micro weddings. And I actually think that might be a beautiful thing in disguise for 
for couples. Like maybe it gave them some perspective. I mean, it turns out they didn't need some big fancy affair to unify or celebrate their love, which, you know, I think that's maybe like the silver lining of all of this. Yeah, I think so too. And I think we often, um, society kind of takes for granted the privilege to get married. Like there are so many people who were only awarded that privilege a few years ago. So of course they want to have a wedding and celebrate and party and, you know, do all the things out loud because it's it's accepted and they're allowed to now. So don't, yeah, don't shame them for that. No, get out of here with your shame. And continuing on this whole Corona train, people are starting to wedding shame couples who refuse to pay for their guests to get tested, which, you know, puts everybody in an awkward position. So shame on you again. If you don't want to be around other people at this time, if you don't want to get tested or you can't afford it or you don't want to pay for it or whatever the, you know, X, Y, Z you can come up with, whatever excuse, then just politely decline and don't go. You you have to set your pride aside and the self-righteousness and just accept that you're not going to be at that event. Yeah. This kind of reminds me of, you know how sometimes people, when they have a baby and they make everybody who's going to come over to the house get a whooping cough shot? And yes. that's what this feels like it's turning into, like, is the next step. You have to have all of your guests vaccinated. Like you have like a vaccination station. (laughs) (laughs) Show me your vaccine card to enter my house. That's your invitation to my wedding. That's right. (laughs) RSVP with your vaccine number, please. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It just this whole thing has just a very holier than thou stance. This whole article on, you know, should your wedding guests get to have a perspective or are they crossing the line and abusing that quote-unquote privilege well you know one of the things that this article actually does that's productive i suppose is that it it gives tips on how to confront wedding shame so you know yeah let's do it saddle up let's hear what they have to say (laughs) so the first one which seems like a no-brainer to me i don't know (laughs) get on the same page as your partner (laughs) which to me like i hope that's a given yeah that um if you're marrying a person hopefully they've got your back and you've got theirs and you can tackle adversity together and i mean without a doubt stress can trigger a lot of us to spiral into other emotions and feelings and anxiety but we hope that you and your partner can be each other's support system during a time like planning a wedding because it is stressful. Yeah. If you can't lean on your partner, you might want to get a new partner. <laughs> I'm not a love guru. I'm just a doctor. But that seems kind of, you know, <laughs> Dr. Howard Douglas common says. sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, another re- tip to deal with shamers would be to come up with a good response. So, again, um, I love therapy. I pretty much <laughs> live there. I love this. I love this tip. Set boundaries. You know, and this really applies to all areas in your life. It is important for your mental Mm -hmm. health to set boundaries, even if it means telling someone that you're close to like, hey, I need some space. I need you to respect my decisions. I need I don't need your input, like whatever it is, you know, however you see best to navigate that particular experience for your own safety and your own well-being. It's okay to be a little bit brash and, you know, and use no as a complete sentence. Um, Another tip is post a statement on social media. So this is another good way to set those boundaries, but it leads to the part of the conversation where we need to address the pity me victim mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, The world is not out to get you. We 
Simone and, well, Dr. Simone. Yes, Dr. Simone. And me, lowly. Just you. Just normal Jenna. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We may be wedding critics, but we're not witch hunters. So be bold and confident in your in your choices and defend them where necessary but also be realistic enough to and humble enough to admit like yeah maybe i made a mistake or maybe you know this or that didn't go quite as planned but set your boundaries but also have the ability to admit that you know nobody and nothing is is truly perfect but own it yeah and make your decisions and stick to them yeah i mean i'm wearing a suit at my wedding oh yeah you are you think grandma's going to like that yeah, your grandma would love that. I don't know. She might, actually. <laughs> yeah, your grandma's a badass. I don't, I don't think we're going to have a problem. <laughs> not Okay, not a good example. <laughs> um, uh, and the last tip is, you know, something that I feel like we try to instill in all of our children, especially this day and age, is to ignore the negative feedback. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you feel like, or if you are being bullied, then ignore it. If you're crippled by criticism then be prepared to block it out. Block out everybody. Just ignore it. In all areas of your life, ignore what doesn't serve you. Yeah, my advice for this would be just stay off social media. If you're crippled by criticism, get off that Insta, man. Get off there. Seriously. Those little hearts are not going to do any good for you. That's right. Um, And the last thing we want to talk about is this particular bridal website's hypocrisy. That's right. They posted several articles highlighting Reddit users who shame couples for their dress choice, ring styles, bridezilla moments, and a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're perpetuating these bridezillas, sharing the stories where people, you know, virally shame them, then turn around and say, oh, don't worry, honey, we'll we'll coddle you back to health. Don't listen to the mean bullies. Yeah, I mean, they literally have an article where they share the top 15 shame moments from wedding guest stories. So, you know, hi, pot. It's kettle calling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I read this this article in particular, and it was it was pretty funny, but, I mean, still. Yeah. You can't be like, those wedding shamers, and then also, then also share the wedding shamers' stories. <laughs> and also trying to make them famous. Yeah, so that's it. We just kind of wanted to, you know, share our side of things, and I guess tell you to take life with kind of with a grain of salt you know we're here to normalize and open up a conversation that people are having anyway Mm -hmm. so this is a safe space this is a real space um you know we're going to share things because while we do want to protect the well-being of obviously i don't know the whole world (laughs) we're also not going to coddle or what's the word sugarcoat it yeah i mean i I have to say the other very important thing about us in particular is we're not just here to share the bad stuff. We're here to share the really great stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Like, if a wedding made an impression on you in a good way, we want to hear about that, too, because that's the best. So, I mean, but also cringy wedding stories are what we live for. So, yeah, it's, they are. it's what all guests want to share when they leave a celebration. So we're eradicating the shame association And we want to hear your most cringy wedding guest stories also, as well as the good ones. So what's the craziest thing you've witnessed and heard about from a wedding? Like a wedding you've been to or a wedding a friend's been to that they told you about or a wedding that you read on Reddit? I mean, who knows? But email it to us, eyewitnessmatrimony at gmail.com or submit via our website, eyewitnessmatrimony.com. 
and we'll incorporate some of your stories into the next Crash and Dash episode. Yeah, we want to hear it. Definitely. But Jenna, before we go, I have a pretty great story to tell you. Oh, me too. Oh, really? Okay, good. Let me go Is first. yours from when you were in doctor school? Uh, no. So the thing about doctor school is I didn't go. <laughs> oh, well, that makes you a pretty crappy doctor. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this is actually about a wedding. <laughs> go figure. Oh. Um, so I came across this really great series of wedding photos um, that I'm going to share a few with you here. And I believe that we'll post some of these on the Instagram as well. So you guys can see how awesome this is. Uh, and it's close to home here in good old Uh-oh. North Carolina, where I currently live. <laughs> Just <laughs> This is not home. Why would I say that? And it involves a traveler wedding in which the bride married her first cousin. No. So apparently that's mm, legal no. here in this podunk state. Yep. That's not where the shenanigans end. Her dress was silver Mm-mm. like a big silver fluffy barbie doll dress and it, it had thousands i think the article quoted eighty thousand embellished crystals who counted those <laughs> obviously the first cousin's sister oh. wife person who sat there and counted eighty thousand crystals i want to meet i don't know i don't as you continue i don't want to meet this person continue <laughs> <laughs> And she wore a light up like tiara, like a crown with all these, you know, things on it that crowns have. Yeah, of course she did. It was trimmed in Arctic fox, like the sleeves and the collar had these big fluffy fox. Like real? Tails, I guess. Real fox? I'm going to assume yes, because this is North Carolina. Or like faux fox. I don't know. I don't. I'm really questioning the validity of this, the 80,000 crystals and the Arctic foxes that you're getting in North Carolina. (laughs) And the best part is that it had LED lights in the train. So it was like glowing in the dark (laughs) at night. We're going to find this. We're finding this one. That's it. That's all there is to it. It was so special. It was such a sight. Wow. And as a critic, I just want to say... Honestly, I'm okay. Wear whatever the fuck you want to your wedding. But please, for the love of God, don't marry your first cousin or any of your yeah, cousins. That's where we draw the line. <laughs> that is a, that's a hard no. That's not oh, I allowed. Can't, I just can't wait to see the pictures of that. So there you go. So sleep on that. Yeah. Well, I won't be sleeping because I'll be scrolling <laughs> my Insta. Okay. Well, then I have this story for you. Okay. Um, this isn't, this is a quote from, actually from the, the wedding shaming stories off Reddit. Oh, okay. So here we go. This is a, this is a story from a not listener, but could be a listener, okay. but isn't, but could be. But w- we want them to be. Yeah, we want them to be. This is the type of content we want. Yeah, call so, us. If you have a story like this, write us quickly. <laughs> so my husband's brother had a seaside wedding. Our almost two-year-old was the ring bearer. He passed off the rings to the best man, his dad, mm-hmm. and then toddled away off the cliff. <gasps> it was probably a 60 to 80 foot drop to the beach below, but he luckily got caught up in the bushes and my husband snatched him up. He was buckled into his stroller after that, kamikaze kid. Oh my <laughs> God. Are you fucking kidding me? Kamikaze kid. <laughs> As a mother, I, my heart just immediately, like, sank to my toes. Yeah, I can just picture that little boy, like, toddling right off the cliff. Oh, yeah. And just like, tumbling into a bush. Wow. 
Oh my God, that is so crazy. Mm-hmm. I would have died of a panic attack. Wow. I guess it's fun to laugh, to, you know, look back and laugh on now. Well, it's a good thing you're a doctor. Yeah. I have a lot to laugh about. Oh, that's the part you're I, I meant you wouldn't die of a panic attack because you're a doctor. Oh, no, no, no. I would still die. Oh. <laughs> and I'm not a real doctor. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I mean, for these purposes. And I think you are. <laughs> I'm a wedding doctor. That's right. a special breed. We're going to come in and save that that holy terror of a wedding you've got. Well, thank you for sharing that story with me. Thank you for sharing your story with me. Maybe. <laughs> Kamikaze kid. <laughs> Have an unforgettable wedding guest story or would like for us to critique a wedding? Follow and message us on Instagram at eyewitnessmatrimony, on Twitter at eyewitnessmat, or send us an email at eyewitnessmatrimony at gmail.com. Don't worry, we'll consider you a confidential informant so the newlyweds will never know.